Happy day, Rosella Garcia with Why Jesus. Hoping you are having a terrific day that despite the many to-do lists and many hats that you may be wearing today, that you are still able to feel the love of God for you. That is my wish for you and your loved ones. So it's been a couple of weeks thinking about some of the lessons that have come my way and how I need to figure things out for my own life. And so we're continuing on with the Come Follow Me manual put out for our by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, we are covering the week of February 7th through the 13th, which covers Genesis chapters 12 through 17 and Abraham chapters 1 to 2. And um, the topic of this is called to be a greater follower of righteousness. And so... Um, We're going to cover how Abraham um, lived his life and what we can learn from him. And then the topics for today are God will bless me for my faith and righteous desires. The next topic, who is included in the Abrahamic covenant? The Abrahamic covenant blesses me and my family. And so that is what we're going to cover. Um, and for those of you that may be new, welcome. So glad you are here with us. Just um, letting you know where you can find the Come Follow Me manual. is put out by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And you can get a physical copy at Deseret Books. You can also download the app for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and do a library search for Come Follow Me. And this year we're covering the Old Testament. So, and then you can just find the week that you want to listen to. Um, the last way that you can get this is uh, going to the web at lds.org and doing a library search for Come Follow Me and finding the week uh, you want to go over. So, Abraham, you know, this is, we, we've talked about Noah and Enoch, uh, some real great, great prophets, and then we come to Abraham. And so... Um, Lots to learn here, um, and so I'm going to dig into it, but before that I'm going to give a little disclaimer. I am not, most definitely not, a scriptorian, uh, nor an expert on any of this. I make oodles of mistakes when I'm reading. There is friendly, furry uh, family member noises that I try to avoid as much as possible 
and there are times when I'm interrupted and so I apologize but by no means am I a professional podcaster here um, I'm simply sharing things that are important in my life and the things that help me make decisions in this very confusing world that we're living in and so just hoping that someone may be able to relate and find some shimmer of hope and more than that that they're able to feel God's love for them and their loved ones so that's my whole purpose for this so let's dig into this as always uh, I love 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 the summary um, and so we're going to go into that and it says because of the covenant God made with him Abraham has been called the father of the faithful and the friend of God millions today honor him as their direct ancestor and others have been adopted into his family through conversion through the gospel of Jesus Christ yet Abraham himself came from a troubled family his father who had abandoned the true worship of God tried to have Abraham sacrificed to false gods in spite of this Abraham's desire was to be a greater follower of righteousness and the account of his life shows that God honored his desire Abraham's Abraham's life stands as a testimony that no matter what a person's family history has been the future can be filled with hope and I love that absolutely so um, we're going to read uh, some scriptures here that mentioned part of this summary or give it um, meaning in the um, scriptures and the first one is Doctrine and Covenants 138.41 and this reads Noah who gave warning of the flood Shem the great high priest Abraham the father of the faithful Isaac Jacob and Moses the great lawgiver of Israel so Abraham is among these great ones and the next scripture is James 2.23, and it reads, And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. And then Abraham 1.2, and this is a long one, but um, it's a great one. So it says, And finding there was greater happiness and peace and rest for me, I sought for the blessings of the fathers and the right whereunto I should be ordained to administer the same, having been myself a follower of righteousness, desiring also to be one who possessed great knowledge and to be a greater follower of righteousness and to possess a greater knowledge and to be a father of many nations, a prince of peace and desiring to receive instructions and to keep the commandments of God. 
I became a rightful heir, a high priest holding the right belonging to the fathers. So what does that tell us about who Abraham is? Well, first of all, he uh, is looking for happiness and peace and rest in his life. I believe we can all relate to that. Um, he sought the blessings of the Father, so he followed righteous those things that were righteous traditions um, and wanted to be ordained to administer the same meaning. He wanted to be a priest and and bless people through the priesthood. And uh, he wanted great knowledge and wanted to have to be a greater follower of righteousness and um, a prince of peace and the part that I really love is that he says and desiring to receive instruction and to keep the commandments of God meaning he's so humble he knows that he does not know everything and that he needs to um, be given instructions and live the commandments so I wish a lot more of us were like him honestly then we probably wouldn't um, feel as heavy about our lives and burdens as we all tend to feel um, sometimes so what a great example he has been to us. So we're going to go into further scriptures where it says, God will bless me for my faith and righteous desires. Uh, it says, like many of us, Abraham lived in a wicked environment, yet he desired to be righteous. President Dallin H. Oaks taught the importance of having righteous desires as important as it is to lose every desire for sin eternal life requires more to achieve our eternal destiny we will desire and work for the qualities required to become an eternal being if this seems too difficult and is surely it is not easy for any of us then we should begin with a desire for such qualities and call upon our loving heavenly father for help with our feelings and then it tells us if we want to read on Abraham 1 through 119 consider these verses um, that we just read from Dallin H. Oaks um, what did Abraham desire and seek after and what did he do to demonstrate his faith and then ask yourself what are your desires? Is there something you feel you should do to purify your desires? And then what challenges did Abraham face because of his righteous desires? And how did God help him? And what messages do these verses have for those whose family members do not desire righteousness? Um, and so we're going to read that. Um, so God will bless me for my faith and righteous desires. Well, Abraham was surely blessed from God um, because he wanted um, to be better. 
And so we're going to read in Abraham 1 through 9, 1 through 19. It kind of tells us, um, you know, what happened to him and uh, just the kind of life that he lived. I'm not going to read everything, but I'm surely going to read some of it so we get an idea of what he went through. And so, you know, uh, his life was pretty harsh. Um, we have it very cushy in many ways. Um, so it says, in the land of the Chaldeans, at the residence of my fathers, I, Abraham, saw that it was needful for me to obtain another place of residence. And finding there was greater happiness and peace and rest for me, I sought for the blessings of the fathers and the right whereunto I should be ordained. Uh, let's see here. And so we read this, that he wanted... Um, more knowledge and to be instructed from the fathers um and so and he said um that he had that right to the priesthood or the ordination to the priesthood from the foundation of the earth down to the present time um even the right of the firstborn or the first man who is adam our first father through the fathers unto me so he told us the lineage that um, gave him the priesthood. And so then he goes into his mortal life where um, he tells us, you know, some of the hard things that he went through. It says, I sought for mine appointment unto the priesthood according to the appointment of God unto the fathers concerning the, the seed. My fathers having turned from their righteousness and from the holy commandments which the Lord their God had given unto them unto the worshiping of the gods of the heathen utterly refused to hearken to my voice for their hearts were set to do evil and were wholly turned to the god of elkanah and libna and uh, mamakra and of karash and which is the god of pharaoh the king of egypt and then it goes into, therefore they turned their hearts to their, uh, to the sacrifice of the heathen and offering up their children unto these dumb idols and hearkened not unto my voice, but endeavored to take away my life by the hand of the priest of Elkanah and the priest of Elkanah, also the priest of Pharaoh. And uh, it talks about how they sacrifice everyone, uh, women, children, men, um, and especially someone that's considered virtuous or righteous. And that's why um, after they sacrifice uh, three um, virgins because they would not bow down to their gods, um, they went after him with the permission of his father. Um, and so... He's describing um, how they go about the sacrifices. And then it says, And it came to pass that the priests laid violence upon me, that they might slay me also, as they did those virgins upon the altar, and that you may have a knowledge of this, as, and so that you may have a knowledge of this altar, I will refer to the presentation of the commencement of this record. So he describes what the altar looked like, what they were wearing, what they used for these sacrifices. And um, pretty much that's what you 
confined nowadays on the hieroglyphics. Um, so he did a very um, descriptive um, vision of what happened to him that you can still find in the hieroglyphics today. So that's kind of a testimony that what he said was true. So on uh, number 15, as they lifted up their hands upon me and they that they might offer me up and take away my life, behold, I lifted up my voice unto the Lord my God and the Lord hearkened and heard and he filled me with the vision of the Almighty and the angel of his presence stood by me and immediately unloosed my bands and his voice was unto me, Abraham, Abraham, behold, my name is Jehovah. And I have heard thee, and have come down to deliver thee, and to take thee away from thy father's house, and from all thy kinsfolk, into a strange land which thou knowest not of. And then, um, he basically is telling him he's taking him away, um, it says, Behold, I will lead thee by the hand, and I will take thee to put upon thee my name, even the priesthood of thy father, and my power shall be over thee. As it was with Noah, so shall it be with thee. But through the ministry, my name shall be known in the earth forever, for I am thy God. So, uh, Abraham's righteousness was a blessing because God delivered him from being sacrificed um, as previous people had been. And he led him away and told him that um, the people of the earth would be blessed through him. And there's a scripture in Moroni 7.48 that describes um, how God will bless me for my faith and righteous desires. Moroni 7.48 Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all thy energy of heart, that ye may be filled with this love, which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that ye may become the sons of God, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, that we may have this hope, that we may be purified even as he is pure. Amen. So, basically, um, our righteous desires will give us blessings. Um, and some of those blessings is to feel the love of God and have the love of God for everyone. And they give that name as charity. Charity is the pure love of Christ. And, um, you know, the scripture says that we should have a desire to be like him, our God. Um, yeah, I just anybody that wants to progress and be better and um, help more and serve others is already... Um, looking to be more, you know, serviceable to others and love others. And in that essence, 
it's kind of like God because God does that for us uh, and for us to emulate or do some of those things makes us so we're becoming more like him and that's not any different than what we as parents experience from our beautiful children sadly we are imperfect but those beautiful children we are the world to them uh, and they just want to be just like us and do everything exactly like us they're little sponges and so when we start having these beautiful children all of a sudden we realize that they're mimicking and saying and doing everything we are because they're looking up to us we are literally their heroes their world so that kind of allows us to do a you know look in the mirror and go holy cow do i want this beautiful precious child to be like me what do i need to change i should be better i should be a better example so that they're learning to be better and so it's the same thing as us and god our father we want to be more like him we just don't know um because we don't walk with him like we do with our family and parents we can't see a lot of his attributes but they're certainly written in the gospel and the scriptures and when we catch ourselves doing some of those things we tend to feel closer to god in some ways and so um yeah to become more like him is what we should want to be and so um on matthew 7 uh, verse 7 says the following ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be open unto you so um, that is exactly what Abraham did when he was about to be sacrificed and he learned a valuable lesson they're like oh my gosh God, my father, does listen. He guides me. He protects me. He tells me what he's going to do. If I continue to be more like him, I will hear him guiding me and directing me and feel of his blessings and protection and all of that. And can I just say that is so true, so true. Having lived both sides of the spectrum one without God for a good part of my life and then one with God I can tell you there's a huge difference night to day I wouldn't give up what I know now for what it was like before when I felt like I was lost and worthless and uh, suicidal and whatever not um way better option to feel God's love for me and to know my worth and to know that I want to help others feel that love of God for themselves and to know of his goodness and mercy and to just have a better outlook about who they are, their life and how to prepare for the next life. Because this life, as big as it seems it is for us, and unmanageable and whatever not is just uh, nothing compared to eternity is what's coming up and so we should be 
spending our efforts and building up that future life rather than focusing so much on this one. Um, you know, because other than love and the love we have for our family and friends and um, people in general and the knowledge we have, we won't be able to take anything with us to the next life. Nothing. I mean, you die and everything stays here. So in any event, um, Abraham is telling us basically the pattern of the things we can discover for ourselves. So the next section, who is included in, in the Abrahamic covenant? So this, um, I don't know how many of you know, but like uh, uh, Abraham and his wife Sarah couldn't have children until they were very, very old. And it was kind of like, really, we're now going to have children this late in life type of thing. I believe they were like 100 years old, um, 99 years old, something like that. And God told him that he will bless them, that all the their posterity would be, you know, like the stars in heaven that you cannot count and like the sand at the seashores that you, you countless their posterity would be that and so we all fall into that covenant and we're blessed through Abraham through his lineage and I can share a couple of scriptures that kind of say that uh, we are not literal descendants from Abraham some people in that part of the world uh, you know, can be, but we are not. Um, the rest of the world only becomes part of that Abrahamic covenant if we follow Jesus Christ, um, because that was the God of Abraham. And so I'm going to read Abraham chapter 2, 10 to 11. And it says, And I will bless them through thy name, for as many as receive this gospel shall be called after thy name, and shall be counted thy seed, and shall rise up and bless thee as their father. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. And in that is in thy priesthood, and in thy seed that is thy priesthood. For I give unto thee a promise that this right shall continue in thee and in thy seed after thee. That is to say that literal seed or the seed of the body shall all the families of the earth be blessed, even with the blessings of the gospel, which are the blessings of salvation, even to life eternal. So through Abraham's priesthood, that lineage of priesthood will continue till the end and it was restored because it was lost there for a while and it was restored again in this uh, last days um, but all the families of the earth shall be blessed uh, but the key here is and I will bless them through thy name for as many as receive the gospel shall be called after thy name and shall be counted thy seed. So, like I said, as many as accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, because that is 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, and let's see, what other scripture can I read here? Um, Galatians in the um, Old New Testament, 326 through 29, says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Jesus Christ. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So there you go. You get it. And the New Testament and the Bible as well. And then confirmation in the last days. Um, same thing Abraham received promises concerning his seed and of the fruit of his loins from whose loins ye are namely my servant Joseph which were to continue so long as they were in the world and as touching Abraham and his seed out of the world they should continue both in the world and out of the world should they continue as innumerable as the stars, or if ye were to count the sand upon the seashore, ye could not number them. So this is the same Abrahamic covenant, um, and Joseph Smith was told that he was part of that blessing. So, and like I said, through Joseph Smith, that, Abrahamic covenant was restored again to the earth. So uh, the Abrahamic covenant blesses me and my family. So that's the whole world. As long as obviously we accept Jesus Christ as our savior. And so let's see here. Um, if I read on Genesis 12, 1, 2, 3 about the covenant that blesses me and my family says now the lord had said unto abram get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto the land that i will show thee and i will make of thee a great nation and i will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and i will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse curseth thee and in thee shall the families of the earth be blessed so that was in genesis and so, um, what do I learn about the Abrahamic covenant? Uh, that we are blessed as anybody else is or can be as long as we accept Jesus Christ. We become adopted to that whole covenant. Uh, no different than the actual lineage of the people that are true descendants from that lineage. Um, it says, what do I feel inspired to do to fulfill the promise that all the families of the earth shall be blessed? Well, what did Abraham do? Um, he wanted to receive more knowledge, be instructed, and live the commandments, and um, get greater desire for righteousness. Um he was a great example of that and if we follow that then we will be blessed like he was and so um 
that is how we can become part of that Abrahamic covenant. And, you know, the, the part that I wanted to focus here is that nobody here on the face of the earth is perfect, nor do we come from perfect families. And we surely have gone through hell and back with some of our life experiences. And sometimes we feel like we're so broken that there's no way that we can find our way uh, nor find peace or happiness uh, or worth in what we do. Um, and then we live in this world where you know, we are trying to be brainwashed to call all that is good evil and all that is evil good. And we hear blatant lies. They don't even try and hide the lies. They just stand up for lying and deceit so blatantly to try and make you believe that they are true. Um, that it can be all so confusing and hard to figure out truth nowadays. But you saw how Abraham was nearly about to, in the process of being sacrificed to these dumb idols, these um, horribly wicked people uh, who were no different than wicked people today, um, that, you know, they were ready to sacrifice him physically to death. Well, we are being sacrificed and with our own consent <laughs> in many ways. And, you know, I mean, m many are being killed and what I called um, crimes against humanity uh, and have been for the entire existence of the earth uh, they just have managed to find a different way to do it and call it not evil but it's still evil in the eyes of God um, that you and I or us and Abraham are no different in what he went through and because he chose to be faithful and he chose to believe in the true God and honor his promises that he made in following righteousness and wanting peace and helping others, that God was able to bless him and protect him and uh, lead him on to a better life. God is still able and willing to do that for us in t today's horribly wicked world that is... Um, pretty much the same as in times of Abraham. And so that is the example that Abraham left for us um, so that we are to cleave on to those same principles to be able to be blessed and receive guidance and knowledge and truth and protection when we need it even if it may be seen that we are being being swallowed up at the very last moment, he will bless us as he blessed Abraham. I, I know one thing in life that I can count on, and that is God. Sadly, 
humans, even loved ones, have all disappointed us in many ways and broken our hearts and shattered us to pieces. But God will not do that. Neither will Jesus Christ. So, I hope that you are able to feel of their love for you, of they want nothing more than the best for you, but they cannot bless you and I unless we are willing to follow them. And so, God bless you and your family and loved ones to find the strength and courage to call on him because he said, knock and it shall be open. Asking you shall receive. And that is as true a promise for Abraham as it is for you and I. I hope you feel God's love. And with that, this is Rosa Garcia signing off with you for today with Why Jesus.